All right, everybody, welcome back to the Confession Post podcast, the show where we uh, evaluate entries that have been written on confessionpost.com. People open up and confess highly personal details of their lives, and uh, people comment on it there in the comment sections, but we're doing it here in a podcast. So I'm Morgan Rector. And I'm Von Dark. Okay, uh, so how would you like to... Take it from the top. Do the first one. All right. I will. This one's called superstitious. When people say the word God damn it out loud, I cringe and take it as a sign of bad luck that our relationship will end. Stepping away from them like a bolt of lightning is about to strike them out out of a clear blue sky because they curse themselves and attract a lot of bad luck and negativity for taking God's name in vain. I also do not walk over metal grates or the metal doors you see on a NYC sidewalk either, lest you fall down the shaft and break a leg, lol. Well. Um, I, I was running through some of the uh, the confessions, and I have a feeling a lot of them come from New York. Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't. that's probably not the best city to live in if you're paranoid. Oh, fuck <laughs> no. You got people like left, right, and center that'll mug you. <laughs> yeah, right. Have you been? Like there? they smell a tourist, they will fuck your day up. Have you been there? No. Um. I mean, it's definitely on one of. It's on my list of things to check out because, um. I mean, they have an incredible drag scene there, and, um, they also have a lot of really beautiful Art Deco buildings, yeah. and um. No, that's what I really want to check out. And also, I think, uh, I don't know if it still exists, but I think Georgia O'Keeffe had painted something in one of those buildings somewhere. Like, it was like a mural or something like that. Um, I, I could be, like, wrong on the details, but I'm pretty sure she did something in New York. Um but the my main attraction is the Art Deco stuff and and in the drag scene too because I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race and a lot of them come from New York. Oh so, man, well you know what the the drag queen who's going to appear in Papo this weekend, Donna Rama, he he they, I, I, he's better. <laughs> I think he's better than RuPaul. RuPaul's very good at applying. Oh, man. RuPaul's guy, classic. But my friend, I'm telling you, like, he's really creative about it. Like, one time he, like, made, like, a hat. It was, like, a tube of toothpaste with a cap and, like. Oh, that's awesome. All, he's when real- are we going to, like, we're going to have, like, can I be on that show? Because I love my drag queens. Like, and yeah, they, love, Saturday, they Saturday actually night. love, they love me, too. So. <laughs> Saturday night, yeah, that's what this what doing. this Saturday. Yep. Okay. Yep. Rachel's a big guy. Jumping uh, right back with, in. I like yeah. it. I I once saw some drag queens at a at a bar here, a place called Woody's, I think it was, and like they oh, were yeah. all bo- it was boring. They're just wor- they were they were in drag and lip syncing the songs, and I'm thinking, Vince, yeah. kick your asses with his routines. He uh, remember when it was a big deal because Britney Spears had a baby, that was a kind of headline news for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. he, he did a whole thing where he kind of dressed up like his, like her, and he had like a prop baby, and he dropped it from between his legs. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. See, like, it, the best part about those shows, like, these people can be as lewd and crass yeah. as possible, and people eat it up. You and have to be. And he's funny. He's always been funny. We were friends in high school, though, back then. Oh, I did, awesome. Back then, I didn't know he was 
planning on doing anything like that, but he was upset yeah. with Madonna. There was he was in what I call the glass closet where you know the person's gay. Yeah, yeah. You know? Anyone who loves Madonna like profusely. Yeah. <laughs> he was obsessed with her. Like I went with him the day when she put out that sex book. I went with him. Oh so yeah. There's just, actually a special edition, I think, of that book somewhere. Yeah. Um, this was when it first came out. It had I think it had metal yeah. covers or something. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one with a metal cover. I have a lot. Like I know actually Halifax is pretty pretty uh renowned for the drag scene and we've actually huh. had quite a few of of uh like uh rupaul's people come through here um really when i yeah when i was uh when i first got back here in 2017 um on my birthday i got to see my one of my favorites i i they're all like kind of my favorite but kimchi is like one of my like absolute absolute favorites and she came on my birthday so I was like, that was oh, one of the best birthday presents ever. I loved it. But um, uh, we had Thorgy. We've had, um, oh, geez, we've had a lot of people. I can't name them all off because we've had so many people through here. But Kimchi was definitely my favorite. I got a little bit of video of that. But, yeah, um, and a little bit of tea. <laughs> this is yeah. what I love about Halifax and knowing knowing things, knowing um, a lot of people. Little Miss Kimchi, um, when she started out on Drag Race, she was a virgin, and I have a feeling that like on the show that was rectified like real quick, because yeah, everybody probably. like as soon as like as soon as like Kimchi was like I'm a virgin, every single one of them turned their head right. They're like what? <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was like, I was blatantly hitting on you at this show. <laughs> and you didn't even know. Like, and it was it was really adorable. But little Miss Kimchi is definitely out of her shell now. Um, she I'm not I'm not naming names, but she did get together with a few people out here. So yeah, I'm I was like, yes, you go, you go, girl. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm attracted to drag queens. I love drag queens like um, we had this place called men's and Molly's out here and uh, like the the last time I went out it was actually for Jesse Stewart's um, he had a show um, he's he's um, he just passed away who was last, he uh, Jesse Stewart he did that cold beer Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That so too, yeah. that show, they were having a drag show at the same time. It was actually a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, like all kinds of people that are into like Jesse Stewart's kind of folky music. And then there's a drag show happening in the other room. And uh, yeah, like whenever I went out for a smoke, it was like I was talking to I don't know how many drag queens, but they're just like, oh, girl, like and I love it. Like I eat it up. I'm like. The biggest fruit fly ever. <laughs> yeah, on um the Trailer Park Boys Network, I swear net, there's a drag show on there. These drag oh, nice. show, yeah. That's good. And yeah, I think um, I think they're from Cape Breton actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um the drag scene's pretty big here, but uh uh back to this cursing thing though. Yeah. I think it's kind uh, of funny when people get like superstitious well, about I mean, saying god damn. Well, yeah, that's a weird thing to be subst- yeah. about. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. 
Yeah, I. You know what? But going through your whole life being worried about shit like that—that's just. Gonna oh man, you. you're like you're not living your best life. That's for sure. Not at all. No, and you're and just, you, like you're waiting for something to come up and strike you from around the corner, and you're living your life in fear. That's not. And also, that's not fun. And if you think you can live your life all the way through in New York City and not hear dirty words. <laughs> you're in for a I know, like they're like, hey, fuck you, but hey, like you know, shit like that. I don't know if time. it's still, I don't know if it still goes on, but the comedian Bill Hicks was saying like in Central Park when he was living there in the '90s, there were these drug dealers like just out in the open, no, no, no discretion whatsoever. Yeah. Like want to buy some coke, huh? Want to buy some heroin? Like they're just yeah, really open about. It. Might that might yeah. have changed because when um. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was mayor. He decided to like kind of Disneyfy the city and uh, clean it up, and then it, that got to the point where if you had a loud conversation, you'd get a ticket for disturbing the peace. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Wow, a lot of people like a lot of people say they loved it when they like, loved New York more when it was sleazy, like in Taxi Driver. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. That's what it's kind of known for, is the seediness, you know? Like, I'm sure that whole place just smells like piss. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And now now it's also... Like Vancouver. (laughs) Now it's also known for being a place where uh, getting an apartment the size of a fucking... A closet. Yeah, a Texaco washroom apartment. That'd be like $1,500, yeah. pull-out drawer costs you more than fucking... Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I saw this came across this thing. This girl who was living in New York, I think it was in Manhattan, which is the priciest part of the city. Oh yeah, totally. Her, apart- her apartment, the fucking bed is like five feet from the door. Like you walk in, there's there's the bed. Like that was her apartment. Yeah. It was barely an apartment. Yeah, but, and you get like a hot plate and like a fucking yeah, mini fridge. Like <laughs> cockroaches up and down the cupboard. Oh yeah, apparently. Oh yes. That reminds me, there was this program that would, like, it talked about cities and, like, basically, like, what was built on a lot of garbage, you know, because, I mean, back in the day, there was no real garbage disposal, disposal, right? Mm-hmm. And New York is pretty much built on top of tons <laughs> of garbage. Built on the top. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what's that say about your city? <laughs> Well, it's interesting that New Jersey well, has the like most. That come out of there. <laughs> New, Jer- New Jersey has most of the dumps in the eastern seaboard, so maybe it used to be that New York was like that too, you know? Yeah, like it was really interesting just to see, like, it's like, look, like this is how much fucking garbage is literally underneath the city. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh no, and then there's the human garbage. Well, not all of them. But oh yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of human garbage there too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's my first entry. Uh, incest equals disgrace to humanity. Uh, some, some of you people are gross for wanting to sleep with blood relatives or parents and their children. Go get therapy. You are only some, up. though. Only some, yeah. he says. Yeah. You were fucked up. <laughs> Go get therapy. You were fucked up in the head. There are 1,001 people in the sea. Don't disgrace and dishonor your family. It is wrong. Your soul will go to hell for it. Clearly, this this person's life must have been affected by incest, or they wouldn't be so angry about it. Because yeah. unless you're a sick puppy like me, and I go around thinking about incest, not like I want to do it, but I'm just because I'm fascinated by morbid shit. Yeah. But, uh, this person must have been a victim, you know. And like I don't know some, where. Sometimes that's where your thoughts go, and you can't <laughs> yeah. help it, you know. <laughs> 
they're all sick. But well, yeah, there's this <laughs> website for people who've experienced what they call GSA or genetic sexual attraction. Who've oh. like, like, for instance, somebody who gave up a child for adoption and then they meet it when the kid's in adulthood and there's like a sexual attraction. Um, and then so a lot of people have like they have a support group for that. But you can't not just anybody can join because I guess people have gone in there and judged them and insulted them. But I, I'm fascinated by those stories. I really enjoy reading them. But yeah, it, that that website was started by a woman who like met her son when he was in his 20s after she gave him up for adoption as a baby. And she was like, she was attracted to him, wanted to have sex with him, and he didn't want to. So good choice. <laughs> <He didn't, yeah. laughs> Not to mention it's like illegal, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Only in, like, I would say Canada and most of America, minus a couple of states, I think. Well, in New Jersey, <laughs> I mentioned New Jersey before. That's New Jersey is not illegal? You can marry your cousin in New Jersey. That's uh, not legal. I, no, I don't think it's just, I don't think you can marry just any family member, but you, I guess you can bang and marry your cousin there. <laughs> yeah. You can both bang and marry yeah, yeah. your cousin. <laughs> it's go hand in. Yeah, I remember... Uh, yeah, and Dr. Phil, there's there there's clips of it on YouTube. There's a couple who were on there, and uh, they were cousins. They fell in love, and they uh, they didn't feel ashamed of it. And everyone's saying, you know, your kids can end up inheriting really fucked up health conditions, and they're just like well, not, they're saying not everybody inherits that and everything. But, well, it's true mm, to yeah. a degree, like both of them, right? Like I would yeah. say you're looking at like say brother and sister or like, you know, mother, son, father, daughter kind of stuff. Having the fucked up traits would be like closer to a higher percentage. But yeah, with yeah. cousins, it's like separated probably just enough where as long as, Everybody doesn't fuck each other. <laughs> yeah. a family reunion, like a, like a singles function. The, the family reunion reunion would be quite small. It's an orgy, yeah. Well, the most the most common is father daughter incest. Uh, yeah. Because some some and and I don't know if it's always sexual, but they say there is a phenomenon of fathers falling in love with their daughters. It's apparently it's not always romantic and sexual, but. Some fathers just, you know, they do, they do tend to favor their daughters over their sons. Yeah. So that yeah. often happens. Well, I mean, there is something to that, like, father-daughter, mother-son relationship, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, like, and I guess sometimes they can go further. Well, <laughs> well sometimes the mother and daughter are, like, competitive on some level. And oh, men, yeah. And oh, men watch out, stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> Men don't always feel comfortable like opening up emotionally with other men, but with women, it it's not as it's not so bad because women are more understanding and, and your mother doesn't mind listening to your problems. Yeah, you might worry your dad's gonna think you're a wimp or whatever. Yeah, so. I actually it's funny that this comes up. I shared a video like it was actually TikTok um, today earlier today. And it was like this, basically two people kind of reacting to one guy's like video, right? And like, it's this guy and he's about to punch a mirror and it like comes up. He's like, only my sister can, can calm the storm or something like that. And it shows her like 
basically like grabbing his fist and like hugging him and she's sitting on the sink it's very like very fucking provocative and then this guy comes in and he's like I don't want to be white anymore I just want to rip my fucking skin off (laughs) I was like oh my god Uh, I felt that on a lot of occasions (laughs) I don't really want to be white anymore please please and thanks well, <laughs> I felt that way when I was like 14 years old and obsessed with hip hop and wanted to be a rapper. Yeah, there were some yeah. moments like that. Uh, I'm, I'm going through that phase like right now. <laughs> Actually, no, it's been all my life. But <laughs> there was a time where I was like, I don't listen to rap music. I listen to metal I'm better. Well, it's one moment, like... one moment where I felt that way is I was, I was watching like a montage of clips on YouTube from from um, Soul Train. At the end of the show, these oh, I love Soul Train. Yeah, these couples come dancing down. I love that. And I'm I'm watching it, thinking, man, you know that this is one area where being white really sucks because these people can move, you know. <laughs> yeah, can't... all you all you have to do though, like to like get into dancing and stuff. I found that this is like the best way is like raves. Yeah. <laughs> Like you go, you eat a bunch of drugs, you go to a rave, all of a sudden, by the end of that rave, you can actually dance. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, the thing is, it's all about, you have to let you, to let go, to abandon. Oh, yeah. Stop worrying about what people think. And, and a lot of people find themselves exposed, you know, when they do things like that. Like, I don't find that as bad as, sorry, performing or like. Um, public speaking, you know what I mean? Like getting up on, in front of a crowd and speaking, you're way more on the spot. Oh, yeah. At least like, at least with dancing, there's like multiple other people out there dancing and it's just like, okay, I'm not the focal point. <laughs> well, you know, the reason why white people are so uptight is because our families are uptight. Like there's just so much concern about doing the proper thing and protocols and put the goddamn knife here and the spoon here and yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and don't forget to iron that shirt yeah <laughs> you humiliated me you grabbed the wrong spoon so how, i mean how can you yeah this, this is that? the salad like this is the yeah. dessert spoon not or <laughs> spoon this is the dessert fork not the fucking salad fork like i asked Oh, yeah. (laughs) They say when you meet the queen, like, there's just, like, dozens of protocols. You can't walk in front of her. You can't do this. You can't do that. Can't turn your back to her. And yeah, uh, she's the one of the whitest people in the world. So the whitest of white. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Those those people are white. The uppityest white person ever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. What's your next story? So. This one's called Probably a Fool. In the past two months, I've been actively pursuing my ex-girlfriend who happens to live 2,000 miles away. Everything has been seemingly all right, especially especially because I've been pretty lax. But in the last few days, I'm out of my head. There isn't any guarantee that things will lead, lead to us getting back together since she's expressed being afraid to only have eyes for me because she could be missing out on someone else who is better for her. I cheated in the past and have apologized endless, endlessly, but maybe all the positive efforts won't be enough. 
I'm probably a fool. Well, you know, one thing I'll confess to one thing, uh, there had been an occasion or two when like a relationship was turning to shit and I kind of realized this is about to peter off. And, um, and I'd, th- I'd ask myself, am I hanging on just because I don't want anyone else to have her? Cause that's not a good, a good reason to hang on, you know, like, I don't know if you can relate to that, but it's just like to picture someone else dating them and they're getting all the fringe benefits. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. That's so uncomfortable to think about. It's like, it, you don't want to let go but on the other hand if it's a bad relationship that doesn't do you any good either so yeah yeah i mean really kind of have to like go through it sort of with a fine-tooth comb and weigh your pros and cons really and i mean the way that he phrased it she said that um she's afraid that she'll miss out that right there is a huge sign that she's not yeah. ready to fucking th- settle down. She wants to eat her, have her cake and eat it too. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, fuck it. Like, I get that. I mean, look at the time that we're living in. Like, everybody's, like, probably under the, um, the uh, impression that our, our days are kind of numbered right now. So, like, to, to kind of... <laughs> I mean, I'm not quite there. Like honestly, I would I would prefer to have say a partner in crime. Like um I want for my partner, like I would want everything for the best and like if they're like too much for me in one area, you know, having an open relationship isn't a bad idea cuz then you can outsource <laughs> a little bit. But yeah. But, I mean, uh, monogamy seems to be asking a lot of people, like, a lot from people. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of a little bit scared of that, like, fear. They have that fear of missing out. And, uh, you know, monogamy means a lot of commitment. And I've been noticing more and more that... um, people have been kind of going into more open and poly kind of scenarios or just remaining single, you know, and just like laying it out and saying, look, I don't want to settle down just right yet. And that's basically like, I would say that's a a form of, of saying like, look, I'm like trying things on until something fits, you know, like, (laughs) But, well, you know, I mean, it's it's better than the situation 100 years ago. Like, I'm doing this episode of my main podcast, Human Monsters, and it's about a woman who, you know, got married in, like, the 20s. And sometimes back then a person got married and found out, like, two months into it that their spouse is a fucking nightmare. And yeah. It's going to be shitty. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, I could live out the rest of my life with this asshole for, like, 60 to 80 years, and I can't yeah. get out of it. Because back then, divorce was kind of taboo. But at yeah. least today, you can test the waters. You can, And if the person turns out to be a douche, you can just... Yeah, back then, they didn't really have a choice. Like, especially women. We we couldn't really just go date people. Oh, no. That, that was Because we were looked at being, like, we a were a floozy. whore. You'd be yeah. a floozy, as they called it. I love that word. Yeah, floozy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it was shitty, like... As much as I liked a lot of parts of back then, like for me, for me to live back then, I would have been fucking so shunned. 
Well, you well, shunned you a million times. <laughs> you might have been a flapper. The flappers were like, oh fuck yeah. Party. They were they were they were having sex and drinking and partying and shit. Maybe you yeah. would have been one of them, you know? Oh totally, I would have fucking done that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they had cool outfits and great makeup yeah, they did. and they no, fucking like, had the finger waves down fucking pat like. Yeah, I was thinking that could make like an interesting TV show or movie or something. Flappers. Mm. Young, because they were pretty much doing what a lot of young women are doing. None of them bitches are alive though now. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's true. Yeah, well, they're, well, they're Betty White. I don't want to ask about that. Well, they, well, yeah, well, they were. Um, well, that that craze occurred when Betty White was born in the. 20s. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they're they're long gone now. So yeah, it'd yeah. be a period piece for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But well, there are a lot of young women today who actually like they agree with you in theory like they're like well yeah I'll, I'll try hookups i'll do like booty calls or non-monogamy but a lot of them are finding after a while that they don't like it so much that yeah they, they want the, the emotional connection the relationship yeah. yeah and i mean like it's kind of funny like i've uh you can get the emotional connection sometimes that you crave but I think you definitely kind of nail it down more when you're in a relationship. Yeah. Because then it's like it's actually kind of set in stone that you guys have a have a sort of responsibility to each other in a way, right? Yeah. But yeah. uh but yeah, I mean I've uh like there's one person that I've been seeing now for like geez, I think it's been like first time I saw them maybe like two years ago and I mean yeah like and I mean we're just like we're really good friends and I mean it hasn't been until this last last year that things have been like a little bit different you know and I've noticed that like I mean as you get older you can establish these relationships where um you know like you're just it's sort of like our friends with benefits thing, but you still get like the emotional connection too that you want, but it's just not a everlasting thing. It's sort of like just when your guys are, when you guys are hanging out, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, it's one of those things. It's sort of like things are, things are kind of changing and a lot of the older ideals are kind of like, they're they're starting to change too you know like i don't know like i over the years i've met i don't i don't know if it's just because of like circumstance because i'm sort of one of those people but i've met like so many more people as i get older that are just like way more open than Mm. you know what you what i would feel is like the sort of stale monogamous relationship (laughs) Well, there are a lot of people, it's kind of like the midlife crisis. A lot of people feel like they didn't, like they they regret not having done more as young people. Like there were a lot of risks they didn't take and a lot of adventures that they turned away from because they felt like, uh, I don't know, too risky, too dangerous or whatever. And then in their middle age, suddenly they're keen to try new shit. So that's, and a lot of people do that with sex. Oh, totally. It's like the number one thing. Yeah. Like food, food too. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. 
I used to like hate Brussels sprouts, but now I love them. You know, like. Well, a guy I used to be friends with, like he uh, he's been interested in BDSM for a long time, and he went to an event that that community they call it a munch. It's like you get together for lunch or something, and you I guess you 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 meet people, and I guess they make plans to engage in that sort of thing. Right. Um, and he said they were all like he wasn't wasn't attracted to anyone there because they were all like very much older than him middle yeah. age older and so yeah that's... yeah it's it's harder to find the right community um especially when you get a certain age too because it's like you know i'm i'm fast approaching 40 and i don't look it so no. like so i mean that's like it can be sort of an issue like i guess like um especially for somebody who say is looking for someone young and they discover that I am not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh I mean I've personally like I found more luck in larger cities. Um and it also depends on what you go to. Usually the like those brunch things are older people because that's what yeah, they do. Yeah. You know? You want to go to say like a dungeon night. Yeah, at, at a bar younger ones yeah yeah totally yeah. because like a lot of the younger ones like they still like going out some people are just like about the show and a lot of the younger people are kind of like that and like the older people they'll do like older people things like have a brunch <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. well i guess they want to be safe about it you know to... yeah yeah and i mean like usually in that like it has its pros and cons right because because it is a brunch and because it's like, say, probably uh, kind of early, like I would assume earlier in the day, you're not going to get, you're going to get the older crowd yeah, because they're true. like, that's their lifestyle. But, um, you know, you go to a dungeon thing, you're going to get a different crowd because, oh yeah, you know, like some of these older folk might go out because they're still kind of like young at heart and shit like that. But uh you know, for the most part, it's just uh, figuring out where you kind of, where your niche is. And, yeah, I noticed, like, a lot of these community things, like, they have these, like, brunches and stuff. And they're good to, so that you can actually hear people talk, <laughs> you yeah. know. Because when you're in a bar setting, it's like, you know, you can't, or a dungeon setting. Sometimes it's it's just strictly a dungeon. There's no drink. Um you don't really it's sort of like a crash meeting um at a lunch you can kind of actually like get to know the real like sort of person you yeah, know that's true. but i guess that's not what they're all looking for yeah, it's a it's a more casual setting i would say um than doing the dungeon thing but um your buddy would probably do better if he if he went to a sort of a dungeon he well he's him. a he's a, a a dom and that's not that's not the norm in that world most of them are subs so that he has that advantage yeah totally i mean like there's always a sub looking for somebody yeah so yep he had uh, a lot of uh interactions with subs that's for sure all right yeah. so my, my second confession here is titled let me suffer I'm a female. It all started when I was in my 30s. I just love being stepped on my belly with full weight, 
punching my belly hard and standing with full weight on my belly too. I can say 100% I can handle all that. While all this is going on, I have my hands tied behind my back as tight as possible so I can't move them. Also, I have my face slapped and spit at in my face too and rubbing all in. The other thing I have someone sitting on my belly with their full weight so I can't move my belly at all and they have someone else sitting on their lap and so on. They will stay like that for a while, still having my hands really tied behind my back. That's my kind of torture is let me really suffer. I'm not allowed to say a word to anyone. If I make any kind of noise, they will make me suffer even more by doing it all again. This is all without sex. Wow. Uh, I don't think that's as uncommon as maybe. No, I mean, guys, like there's there's a bunch of guys out there like having their balls fucking stepped on. Yeah, Sasha Gray like would demand to be punched in the stomach, stomach while she was doing it. So really, yeah, damn. Sasha yeah, Gray is she's yeah she's definitely like she's up there. Wasn't she? I think she was on Californication. I, th- I think so. She's yeah. done a little bit of uh, mainstream. Or no, wait, maybe it was that one Entourage. I get them confused sometimes, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think Ron Jeremy was on that, so I don't see why she wouldn't have been yeah. on Yeah. <laughs> she's like a DJ now or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she's, uh, she's wicked, though. Like, she's beautiful. Oh, yeah. And, there, and she didn't come from a bad childhood. She wasn't molested. Her family knows about the whole thing. And no, she's just a freak. That's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <coughs> Huh. There ain't she, no harm in that. She's aggressive, you know. She has the mascara running down and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had, I've heard a lot of my guy friends talk about her. <laughs> yeah, I've watched she, like maybe a couple of things with her in it, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, Wait, she I think was kind she of, was. She, no, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like she was like the queen of porn, like Rather Jenna Jameson. Yeah, 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 and Jesse Jesse James. Yeah. Or Jesse Jane, I think Jesse Jane. Yeah, there's always somebody. I don't know who would be the queen now. Maybe the internet's kind of leveled the playing field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a while um, when they were doing the awards for. Um, the ABN. <laughs> yeah, those awards. They had like an internet favorite award or something like that so they they have like best gangbang and all that oh yeah i know i was like man these are great categories (laughs) what what do you think what do you think happens to these women who have done like the the world record gangbangs where it's like 200 guys or whatever they like retire man there's nothing else you can do like you've already fucking topped yourself are you gonna be like wearing a goddamn catheter the rest of your life i mean jesus (laughs) Yeah, there's a there's one that I have. Um, it's this chick. They're doing an interview with her in the beginning, and like basically the interview is like just her basically saying like I've okayed all of this, you know, like and yeah. then it, and then the film continues, and she gets totally like railed, like by lots of dudes, and I'm just like it. It's a great one. I can't remember fucking what it was called. I have to look at that. It's, it's on my hard drive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, she uh, 
she was quite the trooper and it was set in like a nursing thing like sort of in like an asylum so they like hosed her down and like fucked with her there and then they had her all strapped down and basically she was just like kind of used it was it was very hot (laughs) probably made a lot of money yeah yeah i mean um nowadays women really come out on top with these sort of things but there was a time where um people weren't really getting paid what they deserved oh well and it it still sucks for men men get paid shit to do that stuff and it's it's, uh yeah they're very it's actually a woman's world in that sense oh yeah Oh, yeah, I think the only guys who make money in the porn world are the guys who, like, produce movies. Well, there's Edward. Edward, whatever. He did the Pirates, like, the Pirates 1 and 2. Pirates, yeah. Yeah. You know, part of the first one was filmed on a ship here in Nova Scotia, right? Really? Was Peter North in it? No. Oh. But that's our, like, Spryfield claim to fame. He's from Spryfield, I heard. Yeah, he's from Halifax. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Spryfield is honestly, like, it is one of the ghettos out here. Spryfield, Dartmouth, Lower Sackville, Fairview, like, all of these places, it's like... The Uniac. Questionable fucking people coming from there. <laughs> They've the been Uniac. in a fight or two. What about the Uniac? I was watching it like a true Mount crime. Uniac? Mount Uniac is... Um, oh, is that the... You're talking about the guy that shot up everybody, right? Uh, no, it was um, I think it was talking about like biker gangs and like I oh, think, okay. you know, there was some they just mentioned the Uniac in Halifax and how there's a lot of crime. Oh wait, there's Uniac Square. Yeah, is that like is, is that a big drug place maybe? Or it's it? it's called they call it the Square actually, but okay. its proper name is Uniac Square. I used to live across the street from there and I lived like a couple blocks away, and. If they don't know who you are, you can't just walk through there. You really? Is that, wow. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, oh, yeah, and, yeah, because it's, it's mainly, like, a, a pretty tight community, and it is, like, fairly ghetto. It was back when I lived around that area. Like, um, one of my friends and I, we were going down to another friend's house, and this was, like, basically, like, a straight shot between where I lived and where my friend lived. We could essentially walk right through there, but we don't. And, like, some guy had <laughs> some guy had come up and was asking us the time. And my friend, which I could have slapped, like, several times, was really rude to him. And he basically like made it look like he was reaching for like possibly a gun. And I was like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Like you're an idiot. (laughs) Like you do not sass anyone from around here. You fucking idiot. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you, you go, look, I'm sorry. I don't have a watch. Sorry. I got to go Bye. you know, get the fuck. Like, don't stick around. Don't fucking start shit. No, like, of course oh not. My God, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> there's been times. Oh, and it was actually like back when I was living downtown, there was areas that you shouldn't go through, right? And I went through a few of them a lot, even like after the bar and stuff. Like, rightfully, I could have been jumped at any time, but I've I've had a lot of luck in that area. 
um, back then. Like, there was an old man that, like, these kids, like, fucking beat him up for a laptop, for fuck's sakes. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, and there's crime that happens out here, but it's like, you know, you don't hear about it. It's not not as bad as the States, you know? It's not. Oh, but people no. still get shot and stabbed and things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, that... Well, I mean, I know there's a lot of drugs because it's a port city, so that's probably yeah, just yeah, yeah. There's a fair amount of drugs, fair amount. All right, so let's move on to your next confession now. All right, so I think this is another New York one. <clears throat> well, actually, I know it is because they say it. Um, wrong person. It wasn't Megan Good. I think it is funny due to a picture I posted to your Instagram. You invited Megan Good to your dinner party because you thought we made out well she is innocent and it was not her i made out with honey it was sexy michael ely the other person in the photograph he was my neighbor in new york city and i was in the middle of moving after breaking off an engagement we would see each other in passing say hello flirt from time to time he is a beautiful man has gorgeous eyes nice lips and package but got a bit impatient simply because he needed to get home before his girlfriend returned eeks <laughs> i n- never even knew she now his wife existed at the time but we favor each other he has good taste in women i don't feel guilty about it though it was great and sweet and a sweet memory and i would do it all over again to taste the candy man <laughs> I normally prefer women. Men are a rare delicacy. His lips were dessert. How is how is the arm, Michael? XO, sexy man. Hope the dinner party with Miss or sweet Miss Good was fun without me. Mariposa. What, so, what's the gender of the author? That I don't know. I'm like I'm almost thinking this person might be a drag queen. Mm. Because it sounds like they, like, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint. Yeah. Um, Is Megan Good a famous person? I am glad you asked. (laughs) Okay, so the reason why I chose this is because there's actually a song with Mac Miller and a bunch of people. I'm going to pull that up real quick. And it is called Megan Good. And... That's why I picked this, because I was like, who is this Megan Good person? Mm. Uh, Megan Good. Yeah, okay, it's by Pete Rock, Camplow, and Mac Miller. And they talk about this Megan Good person. So I'm going to actually look up Megan. Megan Good. Well, She's a, an actress. Hmm. Um, well, the thing actress is, and if, model. If you have the money, like you can pay celebrities to attend events, like they do that with clubs. Like if you're an event promoter, maybe you could pay like fucking I don't know Jessica Alba to come, like just stand there for an hour. She lets you take pictures of her, and then she leaves. You pay like, some enormous sum of money. And then afterwards, maybe on the website, you say, look, El- Jessica Elba comes to my events, stuff like that. So it could be something like that. Yeah. 
Well, she's like, she's in a TV show, Deception. Mm-hmm. That's all I really know about her, but she's really quite cute. Like, and I have a feeling she's probably like a bit of a scenester. Well, not scenester, but like um, socialite in New York, I would assume, because the way that this person was talking about it. Because they're like, you know, they're in the picture, blah, 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 you know, things like that. Or it could be just a nickname for this person that looks like Megan Good. But I'm kind of hoping it's the real Megan Good. Because that would make things spicy. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But, yeah, like, um, it sounds like this person just had had to sip some tea over it. Um. And bring up that, and they said, they even said, oh, honey. So, like, I'm not sure who this person is. Like, they could just be, you know, um, the same ethnicity ethnicity as Megan Good and have just, like, that black flavor going on. Maybe, um, yeah. But, like, you know, when I hear honey, I think drag queen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it- <laughs> Give it up, honey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's a funny I thing mean, about that website. That website it censors swear words, but not people's names. Like it shouldn't be the other yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to be. It's like anonymous, and like yeah. this person signed off as Mariposa. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, and like also like back on the New York tip. I wonder if this is, like, I I mean, obviously, this Confessions post is, like, it's on the the interwebs, so anybody can comment. Yeah. But maybe there's, like, a ad page or something for it, and one of the papers and people from New York are just, like, fucking all over it. <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit is pretty regular in, in New York city. I mean, it's full of celebrities and oh yeah, uh, for sure. a lot of society people. And so, yeah, well, I, people live out like a lot of, a lot of these stars or whatever have like a crib out there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like they have yeah. a little studio or they, they do business in New York a lot. So they may as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next one is entitled Girls School. Sounds like the title of, like, an 80s TNA comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was 17 when one of the girls in school sexually groped me in the shower. I was so embarrassed about other girls seeing her touching me, I didn't want to attract attention. I just stood against the wall while she performed oral sex on me, telling me if I liked it. I remember we were in there for less than five minutes, and so ashamed about getting sexually aroused. I knew she took my not saying anything as proof of enjoying it. She now sends me notes telling to wait for everyone else to finish bathing. I feel guilty because it is much better than masturbating. Well, you know, see, there are women who kind of feel like it's okay to touch someone without consent if because they're women, right? Because they're not guys. Yeah, Katy Perry went through that. Yeah, that's that's that doesn't make it right just because you're a woman. No, because like Katy Perry, like that one time she like kissed a like she was like come here and she like manhandled him basically, and the guy was like I didn't consent like. Yeah, 
Was he gay? I'm like, <laughs> I, I think so, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my drag. But I mean, like, honestly, like, if I, if I, if, if it were me and a celebrity was like all googly and touching me, I would be like touching them back. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be I, like, well, I'm gonna touch your boob. <laughs> well, my friend's drag act, some it, it involves like a little bit of touch sometimes. But he said like sometimes these drunk straight women have gotten a little carried away and like touched him in his crotch or something yeah. like that. Yeah, oh, took it too far. Terrible. And he hates us. it. He hates it. It doesn't make it yeah. okay that they're women, you know. No, no. Um, I mean. I'll uh, use this as, as an example, but like I knew a lot of male strippers, and yeah. um, they're they would say like, you know, they would get fucking mauled to death. Yeah, by, the like, female middle-aged women, you yeah, know, female, like, female stripper fans are more aggressive than the men who see the women apparently. Exactly, exactly. It's so yeah. fucked up to me. It is. I'm like, seriously, ladies, you act like you fucking never had anything in your goddamn life like yeah. get it together <laughs> i once saw footage of this one male stripper act where like the guy's dick is out and the women are taking turns sucking it so oh, sometimes damn. it goes that far yeah damn because he was hung he i was would really not want to fucking like suck that after say like five people did oh yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah. like wait a second you never who, you know who might have herpes or something. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a dangerous fucking game to play, man. Wow. Like, for yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone after the person with herpes and the guy with the dick. Yeah. I, don't <laughs> he, I don't think he was wearing a condom either. I think they, they were going raw. Oh, Jesus, so. fuck. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. I mean, uh Hopefully he came out okay. <laughs> oh yeah, he was okay. Yeah, I will pray was... for him in my own way. <laughs> oh, I don't but... know. If they, I don't know. If, maybe it was like a bachelorette party or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, what's your next one? Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> why do I find all things obesity sexy? I'm. I'm a extremely. This guy is not good at grammar. I'm an extremely slim and very healthy woman, but I'm attracted to obese individuals of both sexes. I, I'm, I would, oh my God, I would even go as far as to say that I love feederism. I even define myself as a FFA and FF, female fat admirer and a female feeder. I find it such a turn on to see, watch, even encourage obese people to become even fatter. All I ever think about is an obese person being fed and fattened up and more, more and more till they struggle to do things by themselves. I love obesity and obese people. The bigger, the better. I am fully aware that this is not healthy. It not even right to what it's not even right to want to fatten your other half but obese men and women are so sexy so 
I was actually waiting on that one because I saw that and I was disappointed when I went to check it. The confessions you chose. <laughs> no, right. So, so we were on the we same page. On this, <laughs> yeah, we were on the same page with that one. But I'd, yeah. like hear, but I'd like to hear what you say first. Okay, so I mean, I get, I think I, I get what the psychological dynamic is. is you know, when it comes to this sort of thing, people really like to have a codependent. And it's almost like the bigger they get, the more that person's going to rely on you. Oh, for sure. And, and it's sort of like that's that's what I feel like is part of the psychological end of it. Um, they basically have like, it's almost like having a child, because oh, a yeah. child that's never going to grow up because they, like, can't do anything for themselves. But they're a grown human being, so you can have conversations with them. And I don't know. Like, it's it, it's always been kind of intriguing to me, the whole feeder dynamic. Because, I mean, while I enjoy, I find all... All people are beautiful in their own way, and I, um, I'm attracted to larger men, not necessarily obese, but I, I have no issues with like a little junk in the trunk, you know, like I have no issues with that whatsoever. I'm kind of more about like the person rather than, you know, the body that they're in, but I do have to have some sort of physical attraction, you know, mm-hmm. um, and someone who. Uh, I'm not really turned on at all by anybody who relies on me. So, like, this yeah. sort of dynamic does not work for me. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. But, see, I could I could sort of see it working in a caregiver sense, just not a sexual sense. Yeah, I know. And what, do you, what are your thoughts? Well, I like uh, women of all shapes and sizes, but I wouldn't want to wait to have to, like, take care of one, like, to be a caregiver, because right. I'm already going through that with my mother, and I wouldn't want to repeat that, because uh, it steals yeah, your Yeah, once life. you get out of that, once you get oh. out of that, you need you need to experience freedom, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm basically, I'll tell them, you know what, you, if that happens to you, your, your family can take care of you. I'm not, yeah. not going to watch more years of my life go down the tubes. Exactly. Uh, you have yeah, a life saw, to live. And, oh yeah, I saw a documentary once. This guy, so his his wife, uh, she I think she like set a record, like a thousand pounds, but then she decided she wanted to lose the weight because they had adopted a daughter and she didn't she wanted to you know to be yeah. there for the girl and she didn't want to miss out on seeing the the little girl grow up and you know become a woman. And yeah, but yeah. the husband was really unhappy about that. He wanted her to to be huge. He enjoyed taking care of her, like washing under her folds and all this kind of oh, stuff. Gross. And he was disappointed <laughs> that she was losing weight. And it's it's a really yeah. You know, he definitely put her in an awkward position there because she was gonna. I mean, because yeah, she was probably getting heading toward a heart attack or something. Yeah, yeah, well, a thousand pounds is not—it's not a joke. I <laughs> was, ended, no. yeah, I was watching. Um, I every now and then, whenever I had like the luxury of cable TV, I would catch my 500 pound, my 600 pound life or whatever. 
and yeah. I would I would make a point as like to watch it because like I want to know what these people go through, and I mean there's a certain like amount of sympathy that I have because like it's a cycle, it's a really shitty yeah. cycle, and like well, the, you the know, last one that I watched, buddy was like he was uh, homeless, he was living in his van. Oh, and really? yeah, like, and that was like, it was kind of heartbreaking, you know, like, because I mean, first of all, to be that size and have to like be confined to your van, like, I mean, at least you have a place you can get around, but you don't really have the luxury of walking, like, or working off any of those pounds. Well, the way I see it, um, the anorexic and the 700 pound person. Yeah, are opposite, they're opposite sides of the same coin. They have eating exactly. disorders. Uh, the eating disorders, it's one person won't eat, the other person can't stop. It's one's addiction, one is at asceticism, um, and they're hard to treat because it's uh, it's compulsive behavior. You know, like yeah. I, most most hospitals, they won't treat anorexics. They won't admit them because they they just they'll tear the fucking IVs out of their arms. And with this, a lot of people. It's hard for them. Well, it's hard to exercise when you're 700 pounds, so that's one thing. But also, uh, in their in most cases, they end up having to get like bariatric surgery because it's just hard for them to give up their eating habits and to cut down on portions and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, they get the like rubber band or whatever. The gastric. Their... Yeah. Yeah, basically, you can eat, like, the equivalent of a Timbit, what we call – well, in the States, they call them donut holes. Donut but, holes, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you can eat – basically, you eat next to nothing and uh, – Yeah, and it just but, falls off you. Yeah, like, but then okay. there's all that extra skin. they got to go in for yeah. surgery and get that taken care of. It's, like, it's a long process. Oh, yeah, donate the skin to burn victims. <laughs> That's if it's compatible, but yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> Shit. Man, we need to like we need to come up with some fucking side hustles here. Yeah. <laughs> this well, is what you do. This is how you resource your shit. <laughs> well you could well I mean aside from the t shirt idea we discussed, you could sell oh, yeah. you could sell like underwear with discharge on Yo, it. Yo, okay, so this is awesome that you just fucking brought this up. There's a person out here doing that. They're they're selling gently used, gently used underwear. And I'm like, what the fuck does gently used mean? Was that like one page? I, I want I want the aggressively used pair. <laughs> you should probably wear it for like a week or something. You know? Oh God, that's that's the aggressively used. That's <laughs> Because these guys want to smell real. Yeah, and then there was like there was this dude that came up with this like sort of magic paste that he like it supposedly like kind of replicated the smell. Oh yeah. Right, and he was selling a bunch of fucking junk panties. He got caught for it later, but like that wasn't here. It was I think just somewhere. Anyway, he like he made up a concoction that was supposed to be like fucking. You know, the discharge. Oh, I fucking hate <laughs> that word, man. Well, I guess if you mix, <laughs> if you mix like cottage cheese with like 
some kind of other like kind of tuna. cheese. <laughs> yeah. Melt like cheddar. Like, yeah, melt cheddar. God, do tuna and, melt in somebody's panties. Yeah. Let's just do that. <laughs> melt cheddar, melt Velveeta, and then put like cottage cheese and stir it around. Maybe that you could pass that off. Um, there's actually there's a there's a fucking ad going around on Facebook and it's like this it's basically it's a period tracker for women and one of the ads that they have running is literally it is pictures of discharge in a woman's panties and to me it is the most disgusting ad I've seen in a long fucking time it's like some things like yeah, okay, there's no problem in discussing this, but you don't need to fucking show it. You know, like, maybe I'm, like, old school, but, like, when I see this ad pop up, I'm like, ugh, like, please, God, like, do not remind me of the things that happen with my body that I wish didn't happen. <laughs> you know, like, and, like, the colors that they show, oh, my God. You're like, Jesus, fuck, like, I don't understand. Like, this is... This is TMI. It's like, <laughs> this is TMI. Like, no one needs to see this while they're scrolling through their friend's fucking Facebook or just scrolling Facebook in general. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of panties with different colored discharges all over them. And wow. you're just like, gross. Like, <laughs> I like, oh. I posted it up in one of my groups. It's like, it's one of my friends' groups. It's supposed to be for cringeworthy stuff. And I was like, yeah. this is cringeworthy. It is so cringeworthy. And the last time I saw it was yesterday. They still have this fucking ad running. And I'm like, look, I'm all for the discussion of women's health. Like, you can discuss discharge, but there's no need to show it. You don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> like talk about it. But don't just fucking be yeah. like, this is what it looks like. Ugh. Like. Well, tell, well, tell me what you think about this. One of my ex-girlfriends, like, I noticed this thing. We'd be, like, doing cam on her phones. And she kept going to the bathroom now and then. and But she wasn't urinating. She It turned out she doesn't wear underwear. She just goes to the toilet to wipe the discharge now and then. Is that kind of odd? Is that kind of weird? She doesn't. Yeah. Okay, wait. She, 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 we she, never discussed it, so I don't know why she does that. I don't know if it's to cut down on laundry or what. But oh, why she doesn't wear underwear? She never. She didn't wear underwear. She just chose instead to just wipe the discharge from time to time throughout the day. Uh well, I mean, <laughs> some women get more than others. I mean, yeah. I've like the times where I've not. Uh, worn underwear are usually just times where I've, you know, just not had the choice or stayed in town or something like that and, like, can't put can't put a pair of dirty underwear back on. So, um, I mean, uh, there's, there's, I mean, where we're all different, some women would probably have more discharge than others, I would assume. Now, I personally, I don't think I would have that problem. I've not really noticed. It's only, like... Only when the lady time starts happening, you know, like there's certain things that your body does, right? And then yeah. discharge is actually sort of like a cleanser in a way. It's like, yeah. you know, it just cleanses your shit out all the time. But like, um, wonder if there are women who have like a like a problem, like abnormal amount of discharge. Well, what I read 
Um, because there's so many comments on that ad with the discharge. <laughs> <laughs> so many comments. <laughs> I was like, I I gotta, I have to, I have to read some of these. Um, one of the women on there said that you know when you get pregnant, there's like lots. It happens, you know, like yeah. apparently, like it's it's a it's a thing when you get pregnant. So, yeah, I mean, me- I chalk it up to body changes, hormones, that sort of thing. Because, like, A, when you go on your period, sometimes you have, like, a day or two beforehand where you can tell that things are changing, right? And then there's, when you get pregnant, your hormones are all fucking out of whack. So, of course, you know, that makes sense, right? So, I mean, just women (laughs) weighing in on women's health and all, it's like, you know, um where we're all different and going through different parts of our lives where our hormones may be changing, they might not, this and that, whatever. Like, some women probably would have more discharge than others. And some of them, you know, say if you get, like, a fucking yeast infection, things definitely change. One thing thing that was weird, uh, one time I was going to college and we were at the point where we were going to start doing, like, co-op placements. And uh, so the teacher's giving us this advice on how to conduct yourself professionally around the office. And one, at one point she says, change your underwear every day. And as a guy, and I'm thinking, well, yeah, you wear clean clothes. But I didn't know about discharge. And it was most, well, okay, is it, so this is a weird time in my life. So I... <laughs> College usually is. Well, that's part of it, but the course was called office administration, and I thought I thought administration meant like you you could be like an office manager. I didn't know it's like secretarial shit, Mm. but I mean it worked out in a good way because I I learned I became a better writer and I learned skills, so that was good. But yeah, Yeah, that and like say journalism would be like your two top. Yeah, so it was good for me as a writer, and um, but anyway, at one point. I'm the one guy in a class full of nothing but females and the teachers included. And so I, so there she is. You're like the only dude. Yeah. And I had no idea about discharge. And so, yeah. yeah. Oh God. No, that would have been mint. That was was, was just like, what the fuck did I sign up for? (laughs) What is this talk we're having? It was strange. I mean, she didn't get into d- – and the weird thing about it, actually – No, it has a smell. That's why. Yeah, she's – like, the teacher was not, like, a flaky, eccentric person either. So looking back, I'm surprised she would say that. But yeah, maybe but somebody I, didn't do it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would say that there's, like – there's a lot of people that s- struggle with hygiene for whatever reason. You know, like, there's some uh, people that are just depressed and they just don't give a fuck about their life, right? So, yeah, that's you know. Yeah, depression, yeah. Yeah. Like, depression is definitely a number one thing for hygiene. Like, I mean, I, I get, I've gotten into depressive states where, you know, I showered for about two or three days, and I usually make a point to have a shower every day because it actually, it's part of my routine. You know, I won't, I didn't brush my hair, didn't brush my teeth, didn't do anything for myself, you know, like, it just fucking, like, you know, went to work. If if I was, like, working at the time, you know, usually when I was in my dis- depressive states, I would save that for the weekend. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you, you, know? you seem to be pretty low. You could be low maintenance if you wanted to. Like, I remember yeah, yeah. 
Remember we accidentally had like a video chat and you just gotten out of bed or something. Like you didn't look to bed. You well, yeah, no, I, I <laughs> it was like, oh, this is a. It was the first Papo. I didn't realize it was a video chat. Oh no, no, it wasn't that. It was this was like closer to Christmas, I think. Like we just talked briefly. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You accidentally pressed video and stuff, and you were standing. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh god, don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. no, you, didn't look, you didn't look bad for someone who just like rolled out of bed or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the time when I like wash my face, I'll wash from under my eyes down, like where my face actually really breaks out. Oh, yeah. So sometimes I have remnants of my eyebrows from the day before. Oh. I see. <laughs> remnants only but like they're there they're passable <laughs> they're they're more there than me without makeup so i mean yeah that's usually how i roll when it comes to washing my face and it's not it's it's more out of convenience because like sometimes if i have to get up really early if i have some makeup on then it's less than I have to do in the morning. <laughs> and usually my eyes, like, you don't get pimples really around your eyes. And yeah. I've never really gotten that so, so much. Not, yeah. So, I mean, knock on wood, because I don't want to have a big fat zit on my fucking eyelid or something sometime. That would be fucking gross. But <laughs> When you get older, they're mostly just on your ass. So yeah, mostly. and like in weird ass places, like yeah. places that chafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or places I, you shave and you get an ingrown hair and you're like, oh god damn it. Like guess I'm not yeah. having sex for a week. <laughs> well as long as you shave your pits, that's the main thing. Oh yeah, no. I um I've noticed that when I don't shave my pits, that's when you can smell the BO. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, like it's I swear to God it's like it lingers on your hair. Yeah, it's bacteria trapped in there, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I've had a couple clients where they didn't shave, and I was just like, ugh. Like, and they, they, like, you could see it coming out, like, when they had their arm down, you could see it coming out. And I'm like, that's a lot of hair for a lady. Oh, yeah. And, like, <laughs> see, it makes me wonder, there must not have been a lot of oral sex 200 years ago, because people didn't, oh, really, people didn't bathe that much, they didn't shave no. There was no shaving or bathing. So. That reminds me of the fucking the Game of Thrones scene where him like where Jon Snow and the Wildling gets together. You've watched Game of Thrones, right? I never watched it. No. Oh, you, I'm sorry to. Okay, slight spoiler, but you're not gonna. It's not gonna ruin everything. But there's a there's a part where Jon Snow goes down on this. She's a Wildling, right? They call her a Wildling, and. Uh, you don't I forget the phrase it's been so long you don't know you don't know anything Jon Snow or something like that anyway um she's like no one's ever done that before <laughs> oh really yeah. and I'm like oh, you guys are probably the most disgusting people ever like oh, I've yeah. never seen any one of you take a bath like you're like fucking in the middle of fucking you're you're past the wall and that's all fucking like antarctica like you know how disgusting they were back that's why they invented perfume it's because everyone fucking reeked that's why they invent not not to make you smell better to make you smell acceptable and uh it's basically like patchouli for hippies because you know when you smell hippies it's patchouli and bo 
and uh, <laughs> in, in castles they didn't you know they didn't have plumbing because it hadn't been invented yet so they would set aside like a sp- specific part of the house like a stairwell and everyone would do their business there and so when you had to make sure not to avoid that place when you did yeah. that because it yeah. freaked yeah you know. They would toss their shit out the window, literally. Oh, yeah. Toss yeah. their shit out the window. And, like, a lot of these, like, when they had cobblestones, uh, cobblestone, like, roads and stuff, you'd see, like, there's, like, a gutter that, like, and this is, like, you can see a lot of it still in Europe and a little bit in old Quebec because um, old Quebec has, like, just one little area where it's, like, sort of like untouched and they still have some cobblestone there but i think um like old montreal or yeah yeah like old montreal um where chateau frontenac is located somewhere around there yeah Yeah. so um yeah and that's basically they were shit troughs like that's basically where your shit would go yep this is down those gutters like so mm-hmm. gross. We were disgusting. It's oh, like yeah. We, like, figured out soap and a toilet. <laughs> nasty, um, oh, oh, I was going to say nasty, uncirc- uncircumcised guys, but you're But, kind I of mean, there was Jewish people back then, and that, like, it, oh, year one. You haven't watched that yet. You need to watch it. That. Yeah, they talk about circumcision in that. And it's basically, like, it's making fun of, like, the beginning of time, right? It's Jack Black and Michael Sarah. And they're like they're going through like caveman times to like bi- biblical times, which is wicked. Oh wow! Like, but they like they're uh, there's a actually hang on I'm gonna I'm gonna find the cast because like I have to figure out who the hell is the guy that goes on about the circumcision and I'll know as soon as I see his face. I saw uh, I saw Michael Sarah in person once. Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. He is um. Uh, let's see, most famous for a poo. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Well, not yeah, poo, but yeah. Yeah. So um, he he was the one that was basically he was like. You know what's all the craze? We're cutting the tips off of our dicks and stuff like that. It was so, so good. So, so good. And then you're like, once you like start watching this movie, you're like, holy shit, there's an amazing cast in this fucking movie. It's fucking ridiculous because there's like Bill Hader, there's Jack Black, there's, um, hang on, um, shoot, uh, Hang on, I'm go back one. Um, David Cross from Arrested Development, the Never Dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and fucking, um, oh, they're not showing him Ant Man, the guy who's Ant Man. Um, Never saw that. There's an amazing amount of movies I haven't seen. Oh man, and you seem like a movie guy. Um. Yeah, it's a funny thing because like. I uh, spent 25 years of my life trying to become a director, and yet I re- I'm really not a movie buff. I'm like so picky about the movies I see. So, but I know there's probably a ton Paul of Paul Rudd. Paul yeah. Rudd. That's what I'm talking about. Paul Rudd. 
Um, you know, like that story in the Bible where I think it's uh, is it Abraham kills his brother? I think he killed his son. He sacrificed his son. Okay, yeah. So that part's in it. But then there's one where, um, like God tells, like tells us, like basically it's take it's stealing shit from from the Bible. But God tells this guy to like kill his brother or something like that. Um, and uh, it's David Cross and Paul Rudd, and it's like. That whole scene is fucking amazing. Um, definitely, like, you will fucking laugh your ass off at it just because it's, like, it's making fun of so much in there. Like, so much. And, like, Jack Black and Michael Saris, like, holy God, they're, like, they're so good together. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, right. That's all. That's all the things that you need to know about for not foreskin. Um, was it uh, circumcision and like well, not, not all the things you need to know, but like all the things that are fucking funny and hilarious. Like he pops up twice in the movie trying to tell them to cut off fucking their foreskin. <laughs> anyway, the, the Bible fucking it just emphasizes it endlessly. It's like on yeah. And off. Yeah. Okay, so whose uh, confession was that next? Is it you? Um. Did you do? We were talking you? about the obesity thing. Oh, I that think, was. And then we, okay. Yeah. So mine's next. Okay, so the entire this one's entitled "Backdoor Only for Me." I have Ooh. a sexual. <laughs> I have a sexual addiction <laughs> that has prevented me from having a normal or long-term relationship. I cannot enjoy sex with a girl unless anal sex is involved. Traditional vaginal. And they cut it off there for some reason. They said if you have to uh, mm. membership. I don't know why they thought that I couldn't handle the rest of it. But um, yeah, no, I've I've noticed that like in past confessions, it says like more in a bracket, but like you yeah. can't click on it. Weird. What's the difference? Well, maybe this guy should get together with like a like a trans woman. You know, uh, I don't know how he feels yeah. about dicks, but uh, obviously they're used to taking in the ass, so they can. They can be presented as a girl and, uh, you know, they like to get fucked. They don't they don't want to get their dick sucked. They don't want to fuck the guy. They want to be passive, be the female. So, well, yeah, that's like the bottom versus top. Yeah, they want. So, yeah, get yourself a trans girl, I would say, and uh, go to town. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's definitely a high a high option like that's a, a top option for sure because you you know there's only like one hole that you can go into right yeah but there are women out there like that um are into that my uh I had a roommate she was like she's like I love butt sex right I'm like okay <laughs> like cool well, um popular with men yeah but it wasn't until recently that I myself <laughs> have delved into that and have been quite pleasantly surprised. Um, it just depends on, you know, if you're ready. Like, sometimes people are open enough to, like, kind of go there and experiment. And once they've, you know, crossed that bridge, it's like, maybe that's the only thing that butters their biscuit. You know what well, I mean? The young, well, there's one thing about female sexual privilege that doesn't exist for men you can have sex uh twice at the same two 
you can have sex like two two sexual encounters at once you know three a threesome right one in the ass one in the pussy and then oh yeah i mean it just depends on the sexual fluidity of the man because i know like i know some men that are like willing to do like a male male woman threesome but i know some men that aren't you know they're like no yeah but, uh, <laughs> like that's a hard no. <laughs> yeah, like a you know a man can't have sex with more than one person at a time, but a woman can. So yeah, well I mean in a lot of circumstances, some men like kind of just don't like it's like some weird hidden guilt thing that can pop up or not pop up. <laughs> yeah, because I uh, um I mean sometimes like when you have two women there you can get in your head so easily you know like you'd be like oh my god this is too much and i mean like it can happen for a woman too but a lot of the time we're a lot easier to just kind of let go you know let go and let things like happen you know some guys just get a little bit too much like in their head and i mean um there's some guys that are blessed with being able to just like go, 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 go while others need like some recoup time and things like that. Right. Like, so, you know, it just depends on the individual really. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think. Cause I mean, it, it can be too much. I mean, really like you got two people to pleasure, like, Holy fuck. But that's where you let like, you know, a lot of the time, like, I've been a third in um, in threesomes, and, I like, my job was to just sort of be, like, some somewhat of a buffer. Like, it depended on the couples that I was with. Like, some couples were into, like, say, watching um, their partner fuck me. Or, you know, my job was to just, like, help be like a pleasure assistant you know and like usually most of those those roles like when it gets that complicated you get an outline first before you go into it so i mean a lot of these people have to be pretty good at communication because i mean i remember my first few times there was one guy and he's actually still fucking contacting me from time to time on facebook He was, like, one of my first few threesomes, and, like, this was, like, my early 20s. He was dating an 18-year-old, and she was a fucking firecracker. She was amazing. And he, like, after we had gotten together, he was talking to me about secret fucks. And I was like, no, that ain't right. Like, this is, like, the you, that's not a polyamorous thing. You're you're cheating on your partner, you know? So, it's, like, sometimes people, like, think they have certain liberties when they do these things, and it shouldn't be that way. But, but yeah, like, as far as the anal sex go, there's, like, there's lots of women out there that, like, it. you just got to look around. Either that or he's got to find himself a really good sub. and like just try it out sometime be like look like we're gonna try this or like you know 
I mean, obviously the person's got to consent. You just can't rape them, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're going to do this. And they're like, no. And then you do it anyway. No, 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 no. Unless it's like <laughs> Unless it's a certain kind of like role play rape or something. Yeah, role playing is a different different thing for sure. But yeah, like like there's there's lots of people out there. Some people really prefer it. I honestly, my view on it is, I mean, the person's gotta know what they're doing. You know, that's number one because you can't just like go, go in full force. You know, like some people are like. You know, they're super, like, no one's been in their butt. So, and there is such a thing as, like, training, like, butt training. You get different. A training room? Yeah. Like, you get different size plugs and stuff. Like, it's like stretching your ears, but for your butt. (laughs) Well, actually, one thing I've seen in a lot of transsexual female porn, and I don't know what it is. Some of them wear these things on their dicks. It's like this metal thing. I don't know if it's a chest. Oh, it's a cage. Yeah, it's What's a chastity for? belt. What's that for? Is like, is it their way of saying that they don't want their? No, it's a or? it's a form of like it's sort of like on the degradation tip. Hmm. They're is not it? like it's like it's a higher sort of a higher form of doming. You get somebody to cage cage up their dick. They can't get a boner. Oh, okay. So yeah. Like they like they legit like I actually have a little bit of some experience with this. Not like actual physical experience, but I I knew actually this was one of my crushes from high school turned out to be really, really interesting later in life. And I was like really surprised like at where he where he ended up sexually. <laughs> Yeah. And like how he like he said like well this is when we first talked he was like yeah I noticed you in high school and I'm like I'm thinking he's probably thinking that I'm some sort of like freaky dom because I'm a goth kid at that time you know like it's kind of sort of semi false advertising because I mean I wasn't totally but I was definitely like not a stranger to it but um yeah, later on in life, he's talking about, like, being degraded and, like, having a cage for it and stuff. It was, like, interesting. <laughs> like, where is this coming from? This is, uh, like, has this been going on most of your life and you just didn't know what it was? Or... <laughs> so, yeah, it's like... um. Anyway, back to the anal thing. That guy will find somebody. Like, just because he hasn't found anyone now doesn't mean he won't find someone. And oh, I'm sure, yeah. Trannies are a good place to start, for sure. Well, they could go to, like, maybe Fet Life or something. They, there must oh, be a yeah. lot of people there, yeah. Just be like, or, anal butt play, all this, like... Or Adult Friend Finder. There must be tons of that there. Right, I fucking <laughs> forgot. I forgot about that app. I used to hit that up a long time ago. Or, uh, uh, well, I mean, I guess pretty much anything where that just involves hookups, you know. Yeah. Match.com, not so much, but. Uh, Match.com. Uh, uh, okay, so we, uh, yeah, you're up next. Okay, cool. Let's see. 
I'm a religious, closeted bisexual. As a kid, I watched Spy Kids 3 all the time. I became obsessed with Demetra, the purple girl. To avoid suspicion, I told everybody I had a crush on Arnold, the red boy, but that wasn't true. I was in love with Demetra. Even wrote my first poem about her. Fast forward to an on-campus college, I came out as bisexual to my bi roommate, lesbian supervisor, pansexual RA, trans transgender co-worker, and basically anyone I, I wanted. <laughs> I even attended Pride events. It's extremely freeing to actually say it out loud. My only regret is not having a girl-on-girl experience. Then it hit me. Girls don't find me attractive because of my religious appearance. In my religion, we have to cover up and all that. Might turn people off in the sense that religion is seasoned with homophobia. Now I'm on college break and I feel closeted again. I feel or I express my attraction to women, girls and feminine energy, but they just side eye me. I'm worried that. I worried this and the internalized homophobia from my religious upbringing will keep me from actually being with a woman. That I find like super, super interesting because like there is so much like revolving around religion and being home, like a homo per se, or being gay, being anything, being trans, being a drag queen being anything but straight. Um, it's so... It's so weird because, I mean, Christianity, number one, they, like, they say, like, God loves us all, you know? And God created us in his image. You know? Like, with those two things, you'd think that it would be more accepted. But it isn't. No, not at all. Except yeah, within, like, the native, native yeah. cultures. that They seem... But, uh, yeah, nothing else, no. Yeah, it's, it's like, the, the main ones. Like, what you're... Like, basically, Christianity, probably Judaism, um, yeah. Muslim, and uh, Buddhism. Buddhism might be a little bit more free. They probably wouldn't have anything that says, like, you can't be gay. No, but um, kind of discourage like attachment and pleasure and stuff. So they yeah, don't, they don't. Yeah, really should have any sex. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the deal with all the fucking religions being anti-sex? But except well, for know, Satanism. Yeah, that's it. They well, the thing They're is, like, I guess one theory people have, and I guess it it is true. If you can convince someone to give up sex for a cause, then you've got them right. Like especially men to convince a man oh, to stop yeah. having sex. That's if you if you can do that, he you've got him by the balls, so to speak, right? So yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, we, I don't know. Women seem to have an easier time giving it up. We do, and you know what? Like one of the like case in points is like Europe. Um, Europe. Um, a lot of women kind of walk around holding hands and stuff like that. It's like, whatever. Like, not all women, but, like, you know, a lot of women do. And it's not necessarily, like, a relationship thing or whatever. You know, well, it's just uh, they're more casual about things. For fuck's sakes, when they greet each other, they're in your face. They're kissing your cheeks and stuff. 
Well, know, in some places. The funny thing about India is that, like, it's taboo, like, homosexuality is taboo. It's tabooed for men and women to even, like... Yeah, that's shake. the one I was trying to think of is Hindu, Hinduism. Yeah, it's, it's, it's taboo just to shake a woman's hand, but yet men hold their friends' hands walking down the street, and... yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird, also, it's also hypocritical because there's a big problem there with women being molested in public and, uh. Oh yeah. And acid being thrown in their face. Yeah. Though I think that's, well, I think that's that was, been, that happened way back. Like it was more when the Twin Towers yeah. felt that they were like, that, that was happening. I think that still happens in places like Pakistan, Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's terrible. Like. I, I honestly, like, I feel like we've reached that point in time um, where women should have rights all over the world. Yeah. You know, like, we really should. We really should. Like, it's not, like, you know, we don't, like, if, if the rest of the world can get their shit together, then why can't the other ones? You know, like, it, it shouldn't be so bad that we have rights. It shouldn't be so bad that we want to celebrate the things that we love about ourselves and not cover them up. You know, like it's it to me, it's just so like it's so sad. Like, um, I see it as super freeing being where I'm at because I look at like a lot of the other places. Like, I wouldn't be able to walk alone. You know, like, that really sucks. Like, I like having my freedom. I don't know about everybody else, but, like, I like having my freedom. And as a woman, like, it's really important. I mean, out here, um, we're, like, luckily, we're pretty safe to walk places. Like, we don't really have to look over our shoulder as much as, say, in New York City or, like, bigger places like that where, like, rape is literally waiting around the corner. So, oh, yeah. and I mean, same with those other places where the woman is like, it's, you know, oh, you don't have a man escort. Oh, guess what? You're getting raped, you know, or you're getting acid thrown in your face because you didn't cover the rest of your face up. It's so sad. Yeah, the, those countries are shitholes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say the people were assholes or anything. No, but I mean, it's just like everything. <laughs> this is going to sound terrible, but everything they believe in is shit. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, there, there, it's there not really that. aren't. There were not many penalties for these fucking acid throwing incidents. Yeah, and you know, I just uh, honestly like what, like how do you how do you fucking think you have the right to destroy some woman's face because it's not covered enough? Who made you God? No, that's who that's, made you fucking God? Who made you fucking destroy someone's fucking life? That is painful. Not only like the moment that it fucking hits your skin, but for, for your the rest of your life. You like you feel that like you can't go under hot water or cold water. Like it's excruciating. You know, like, it's the same as burn victims and that. Like, chemical burns, um, fire burns, all of that. Like, you feel that for the rest of your life. You do. Like, and that's, like, the worst part. I I talked to, um, there was a man, and it's, 
it was actually really cool. Like, he was such a, such a sweetheart. When I, like, lived out in Cold Lake, I worked at the liquor store, and he used to come get booze, like, on, on, the, on a regular basis. I have a feeling it was probably to help cope with the feeling of that. But he got burned severely. And you could, you know, like that, um, there's, like, that cross-hatching, that cross-hatched uh, sort of, like, it's almost like a bandage, but it's like a, a sock. You could see, like, in his skin, like, where he had been wearing that while he was healing when they're doing skin grafts and stuff. It's like that was sort of the protective cover. But you could see that, like, there was markings through his skin of this cross-hatching stuff. And and I asked him, I was like, you know, like, how, like, I want to know, like, and I don't, like, you know, you can not answer this, but, like, how... Like, you feel that, don't you? Like, you can feel that. He's like, sometimes taking a shower is one of the worst things. Oh, no doubt, because the nerves are exposed. So it's, it's so it, terrible. Like, it actually, like, it makes me feel like, it makes me feel all kinds of feelings. I want to go out and stab everybody that's ever fucking done this shit to people, like, you know, viciously and in, in, intentively. It like oh, drives me. <laughs> I hate people sometimes. There's some really disgusting people on no, this planet, no. and those people that throw acid in women's faces—they're like to me lowest of the low. Like you don't even have balls enough. Like you gotta fucking toss acid in some girl's face and run away. Like yeah, fuck well, you. Well, they're losers because they got re- their marriage proposal got rejected and. Yeah. yeah, or they hate their wife. Whatever. They probably like. They, there's actually uh, a lot of fucking murders that kind of happened through that. To be honest. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure. Arranged marriages and stuff. Yeah, there's there's some interesting things around that. I remember when I uh, when I was work when I lived out in Edmonton. It was an area. It's like. It's basically like a suburbia called Millwoods. And there was a place across the street. It was like across the street, two houses down. This guy apparently murdered his wife. So, and they were a brown family. So it didn't look good. Like, it was definitely probably one of those things where she just had. You know, she's in Canada and was exercising her rights, and he didn't like that. So, just there's like, there's so much that happens with these, like, East Indian families. I'm so, like, it makes me so sad. And it's like, it, you know, these women don't have the rights that they deserve. You know? Yeah, well, it's, well, it's like we keep hearing about white privilege, but you know what? Thank God, thank your, thank your lucky stars you weren't born in that culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I experienced a certain amount of white privilege, but I mean, I know a lot of people, like, by looking at me, like, would think, oh, you know, like, you know, white privilege, blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, not so much now, but, you know, the more tattoos you have, the more your, your white privilege goes away. And I was never in a rich family. Like, my dad was military, but, like, we we were by no means, like, we weren't well off. 
You know, like sure. we like we budgeted and, you know, mom had a job here and there, like just to like, A, keep herself busy, but also, you know, like bring in a little extra, extra money. But like, yeah, it's like, you know, th- that can be a little bit racist just because we have a certain color skin. It's like people assume it's like, oh, you've had it good all your life. It's like I've had it better than a lot of people. But it hasn't been awesome. I mean, my mom directly came from a place where her parents built their fucking place, like, from the ground up. They didn't really have plumbing, so they went to the well. They didn't even have a flushable toilet. They had a porta potty You know, like, my mom came from some really modest roots. Like, very modest, very poor. You know, so it's like... You know, a lot of that, like, even though I didn't fully experience it, I still, like, when I was young, I went to visit my grandparents, and they still had the porta potty there. They still, like, things were still operating the way that they were when my mom was a kid. So, um, you know, it's not like I didn't know what my mom went through, because I, I did, like, and my mom actually is just, like, coming out with more and more stories, which are hilarious, and I told her, man, you need to write a book. Like, it'll be a bestseller, I'm telling you. <laughs> Did you ever uh, hear about that story about the guy who um, went into one of those public outhouses at, like, a campsite or something, and he got down into, you know, the sewage? Oh, so fuck, could, gross. Yeah, so he could watch women, you know, do their business there. And, Did and he fucking die? He didn't, he, you know, but he got caught. But, like, most of the women didn't see him because they just didn't want to look down there at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at one point, someone saw him, and they freaked out. And Oh, my God. That's the most disgusting thing ever. Yeah. That's, yeah, that guy's... Like, you're, you're literally in shit and piss, and, like, you're going to... Yeah. No. No, it's not worth it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> And then, like, that with the solution that they put in there, that weird blue liquid, like, that stuff smells gross. Like, I, I do not like the smell of porta-potties. They're fucking disgusting. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, someone lays down a good deuce. That mixed with the blue fucking gr- grossness is, like, beyond nasty. Festival porta-potties. Anyone who's been to a festival will know those are the most disgusting things you've ever been in your life. Because, like, you got trash people going in there and just pissing and shitting everywhere. And it's like, oh, like, there's not enough fucking hand sanitizer in the world for me to feel clean after coming out of one of those. (laughs) There's this feminist named Camille Paglia. She told a story. She went to, like, a camp when she was a teenager. And everyone who was in the camp had to do a certain amount of work there. And uh, so apparently one thing you got to do with those, those outhouses is you got to put, I don't know if it was lime or lye, but she had to put some of that in there. And uh, she didn't know that you're supposed to put a limited amount. So, like, she's walking away from it. The fucking thing explodes with, like, sewage landing everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so so on to my last one. Yeah, you have one more. (laughs) We're going on two hours here. This is the first one that we've done since we've been on Christmas vacation. The so it's an extra special long title, podcast. I decided the title is going to be First Discharge of the Year. Oh, yeah. yes. Good yeah. title. I, I approve. All right. So the <laughs> title of my last one is Small Penis Husband. Now my dog, my lover. So here we go. Oh, my fuck. Hus- what? 
My husband of eight months has such a small penis. He even has a hard time keeping it in me when having sex. Once he um, came, when he once he comes, he is done, and I have not even started to become aroused. I cannot feel him, and I have no sexual satisfaction from it. One day, I've seen how big our dog's prick is, prick was, penis was. They censor it, of course. And over time, he has become my lover. My husband likes to watch and does not mind. The dog does a good job, bring me to my orgasm. I finally found something that fulfills me sexually. Well, it reminds me of this book I read, My Secret Garden, which is these women, their sexual fantasies. I don't know if I ever mentioned it before. Yeah, you told me. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. So there were there was a couple dog <coughs> fantasies in there. So, and oh, I I God. did one time I was on Facebook and uh, the, this happened a number of times where some guy kept uploading like a bestiality video. This girl was getting fucked by a dog. I mean, my shit gets put. I get put into Facebook jail because of politically incorrect humor, and some guy is able, you know. Yeah. I've I've got put in a Facebook jail because of being in a bad advice column and giving my absolute bad advice and it being like totally like not not kosher with the community standards, but they took it completely out of context because oh. I'm responding to this fucking question. I referred to like, myself as I referred to myself as white trash and they they nailed me for that because if they call they say because you're making fun of yourself like what no, the because, fuck because white trash is considered hate speech yeah but you're hating yeah. on yourself and like yeah it's yeah. like people don't read it they just see the like trigger words and they're like oh Facebook jail it's probably just algorithms that are set up to yeah. do those things and then they don't they it's don't fish it you know? yeah because okay so the bad advice one like. I and I mean this is kind of it's definitely a touche thing, but like it's literally the group is called a group where we only give each other bad advice. Mm-hmm. So the groundwork so- has been laid there. <laughs> so one of these people is like, my friend suffers from depression. What should I tell them? And I said, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's the absolute worst advice you could give? And I was like. Uh, go kill yourself. <laughs> like, and then I got nailed for that. I was like, okay, understandable, but completely out of context. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the point to oh, give the worst advice possible. They, they're not. And gonna, I did. <laughs> they're not going to read it, you know. No, I mean, bit of a doubt. But I mean, it's not like I was telling that person who wrote it to do that and I wasn't telling anyone to do that I was just like it was the context of everything it was like give the worst advice you could possibly give and I was like well that seems pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) and I did it and then I caught a band for 30 days it was so shitty it was like really I was only following the group rules here I would never tell anybody to just go do that because anybody like anybody that's come out to me and been like, I don't feel good. I'm going to off myself, whatever. I will drop whatever it is I'm doing and talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I will do that. Like I'm, I take it very seriously. I've had a lot of people die. A lot of people pass on from suicidal 
type related things and uh, you know I take it very seriously so like I was just like bitch like <laughs> like the one time that I'm like I really don't mean this like <laughs> Anyway, it's like, ugh, fucking Facebook, man. And, like, the thing that fucking kills me about about that and their algorithms is, like, when you get messages, when you own a group and they're like, this does not follow the commu- community standards. I'm like, yo, bitch, I set up the community standards. I'm the one who set up that. These, like, this is fine. What the fuck? Like, what are you on? This is my group. <laughs> Well, uh, that's the thing that kind of pisses it pisses me off a bit. It's like they have their own outline for your community, your group that you set up. <laughs> the miracle they haven't gotten rid of Clitorati yet. I know we came so close actually. Oh yeah, they were, they were threatening to delete there it. Was, yeah, and I mean when they when they did, that's when I I um I made elite, and I mean elite sort of very secondary, right? Like it's oh it's more or less like uh, that's where I put like the more like it's a smaller group of people, so um you have less chance of getting reported. So Clitorati is the main group, right? And I post, yeah. I post mainly in that. But, like, sometimes for the more, like, uh, the more the, the more touchy things, I'll save it for the elite crowd because, you know, it's less likely to get reported. I have had no reports. Actually, I haven't really checked in on uh, the elite one yet. But it, so far, as far as I know, I had no reports in that. But, like, there's been several and. <laughs> The other groups so well if there, if there hadn't been i mean you know would you have even achieved your objectives i know right like the successful group like you know? haha like we're being watched <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of like it but i kind of don't because like zuckerberg's idea for my community is not my idea for the community so well, he's a fucking lame he's a fucking dickhead like you know what this <laughs> Just fucking just back off and then enjoy your billions. With his fucking smarmy face. Yeah, yeah. I hate his face, man. He's like like an alien's approximation of a human being. He doesn't look real. Yeah. He's like like the AI version. Yeah, he's an android. He's the mock-up of a human being. He's like one of the uh, people in Star Trek, the board, whatever. a mock-up of a white person. Yeah, yeah. Like the way that, the way that, a like, Chad, a Chad. The way people of color probably view like a stereotypical white guy. They, that's pretty. That's the way he looks, pretty much. Yeah, Zuckerberg and like fucking. Well, Elon Musk kind of looks like a weirdo. You know, he does. Weird. Well, yeah, he, he's he's an alien for sure. But yeah. you know. But I mean, he's like he's the worst kind. That motherfucker has so much money. He fucking up and married Grimes, some fucking, some bitch who's basically an alien, too. I'm like, yeah. well, I like, he can't fucking ante up a few dollars to, the, like, the people that's making the world go around. He well, just wants to go to space. Well, yeah, he, he views money as a tool. He's just, you know, he wants to get these projects off the ground. So I don't know if he's all about money. I think he's... Uh, he you just like, like he's like oh like I have these toys like he's a big kid. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're like, oh, look, I got the spaceship. I'm going to go to space. <laughs> hey, look, I got this thing. Oh, look, I'm married to Grimes. I'm going to have a baby. And these are my toys. <laughs> like, fuck. Well, you make that kind of money, you can marry whoever you want. Yeah, right? like, I just don't, I don't get that connection. Elon Musk and Grimes. Like, Grimes is a weirdo anyway, a bit. But, like, what? Like, I guess, like, I mean, I probably would marry Elon Musk, too, if you asked me. And be so, like, you know, like, um, this is what's up. I will make you a baby, but I need some freedom. I need some walking around money, and I know you got it. <laughs> she's like, uh, what, what I will she, give you a son, I swear to God. <laughs> I guess it's a John and Yoko situation. Maybe. Yeah. I think she's kind of the John, though. Like, she's. She's not Yoko. He's probably Yoko. Yeah, <laughs> she's Canadian. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, her and actually, I kind of delved down a bit of a rabbit hole because, like, there's this other, this group that, oh, group, well, this dude that I um I got into. He's a a rap hip hop rap hip hop artist that uses a lot of like '80s kind of synth like tunes and raps over it um he goes by jay worthy and i think him and grimes were related in a way um they were both like living in bc like he was a stepbrother their step step siblings is what they were and uh and then they moved to la um but yeah they're they're canadian and then they moved down to fucking LA and then that's where Grimes sort of got her beginning and he also went off and did his thing apparently I guess like according to his raps he uh was a drug dealer then a pimp and (laughs) and then started making music about it um yeah anyway sorry (laughs) i kind of nerd out with with music once i find something i like it's like it's definitely like sort of a hyper fixation because like i see like it's like oh this person did this i gotta like see what the hell you know where they came from and then you know maybe in a rap they'll mention like somebody that I've heard a name before, like, how are they associated? Is this the same person I'm thinking of? And then I'll see them in a music video and be like, oh, my God, is that, like, so-and-so? And And I fucking nerd out super hard. But um, the whole Grimes and Jay Worthy thing got me a bit. I was like, holy shit, they're related. He's got a weird-ass sister, and he turned out to be a pimp. Like, (laughs) and now she's married to a fucking crazy rich dude. (laughs) <laughs> and they're just being yeah. weird together. <laughs> you know what's really interesting is uh, Kesha. Mm. Yeah. We talked about her. I love her. She had a hard go. Like, for years and years and years, she was a songwriter trying to make it. And she kept hooking up with the wrong people. And they kept kind of, like, promising her, like, you know, oh, you're going to make it. you got lots of talent and stuff. And then, you know, finally, like, she, like, had moved on from these people and ended up kind of getting herself out there somehow and I like her she's like she's a different entity she's not like cookie cutter no. type shit 
you know, like she's definitely like her own person. And like just like I've always admired songwriting actually, because like you know four non blondes, right? Yeah, yeah. So that lady, she went on to write a bunch of songs for Christina Aguilera. Um she did the album, I think it was right after Dirty, the one where she like um I'm a fighter. Um and what else? Uh, You're beautiful. That one. Um, she wrote a lot of really like pivotal songs for a lot of people. And uh, oh, she was on um, the Dolly Parton documentary as well. Oh, I yeah. just watched that recently. Oh my God, Dolly Parton, that woman. I absolutely love her. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. She, like, watch the, it's on Netflix. Watch her documentary. It's so worth it. She's an amazing woman. And also, they, um, they do, they <laughs> do her story about, like, once you, like, watch the documentary. And then watch, um, her drunk history. Because there's, like, um, uh, there's a whole series of, of drunk history. It started with uh, Funny or Die, but they actually done a spinoff show and like really made it into something. But um, this this guy, he's talking about like just the whole story around I will always love you, and um, it is so good. Like he like they both hit on a lot of like the same things. It's just the way the guy tells it where he's all drunk and stuff. It's way more entertaining. <laughs> and there's a little bit more to it too. Like there's a little bit more um personal stuff involved. But um yeah, Dolly Parton man, like she was she was something. And like looking at her throughout the years, like she's always had those tits, man. Like, she's oh, always yeah. had big-ass fucking titties. And a tiny little fucking waist. And she was married to the same guy. Forever. Yeah, that's right. He, he's, he's always gotten to suckle on them. <laughs> suckle them Dolly Parton tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, those are anime titties. Dolly Parton has anime titties. Yeah, they're they're gigantic. <laughs> there, there, well, there was a, and there was that time when I think she was kind of chunky for a while, and they got even bigger. They were like enormous, like in the the eighties, I think, maybe the late. Yeah, 70s. yeah, she did have a slight like a slight chunky face, but she's always pretty like she's always remained like this tiny little waist. It's almost like she fucking wore like <coughs> corsets and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, like it's such a tiny little waist, and they even go on about that. Um, the the ladies in in nine to five, they all ended up being like best friends really after that. Um, yeah, this documentary, honestly, I highly recommend it. I highly do. Like me, my whole family and I, we just like we couldn't, we like I didn't, I didn't miss a thing. I was like so into it. Um, Dolly Parton, man, she's like. 
She's amazing. I want to go to Dolly World, actually. I think that would be great. Yeah, that'd be fun, yeah. And she's, like, she's a really cool person to meet. Like, she's actually a really, like, she's a sweetheart. And a songwriter. Like, that's, like, first and foremost what she was. She wrote so many songs. All the songs that she wrote in the beginning were really super sad. Oh, oh my God. There's one that they featured... And um, in that biography where, <laughs> um, like, the ending to the song was not nice. It was, it was like, oh, man, I'm going to cry. Like, <laughs> there's, yeah. like, two good ones. Like, one that she wrote when she was really young and um, when she was featured on one of those shows, because she was on a show for a while, right? That was just before she wrote I Will Always Love You. So she's on this show, and uh, she debuts that song that she wrote so, 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 so long ago. And um, it was really quite amazing. And there's one where she's playing like a little, like a handheld harp. Like, Mm -hmm. she's really quite talented. I I love her. Her and her titties are talented, man. Yeah, they are, yeah. (laughs) Imagine All her talents and her boobs. That's why they're so big. <laughs> she would have been the most successful stripper ever, you know. Oh, girl. <laughs> so, so, like, damn. In fact, she could have like, done burlesque, though. I think she would have been better at burlesque. Well, she would still be able to do it, too. Like, normally there's an age limit, but mm-hmm. uh, she'd probably still be doing she it. Still if looks good. Better. And she's still, like, got all kinds of energy, that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well... Have, yeah. we, have we blown our wad? Did you, you did you? Did I think we blew our wad. Yeah. Like that's... I mean, it's two hours. This is definitely yeah. one of the longer ones that we fucking and we just like I went off on a couple tangents. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two hour discharge right there. Right? Yeah, it's it's quite the discharge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, thank you for. Our thank first you. I was actually like. When you said that this was happening, like, this week, I was like, cool. Like, I was, I actually was wondering, I'm like, when are we getting back into this? And we're getting back into it, like, fucking full throttle, because we got this, and then we got another thing on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. So, it's, we're fucking really putting it to her. It's a, it's yeah, a full yeah. discharge. <laughs> this <is>. week. <laughs> yep. Yes, everybody, uh, join my uh, YouTube channel, Leader One Studios, because that's where the Papo videos. That's are. where we you actually get to see us, and if you join in, you'll see the last one where I actually completely eat fucking dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, well, maybe, uh, we, maybe we'll start doing video versions of this. Someday. Yeah, I was actually thinking that yeah. maybe we'll start doing that, like maybe next time. Because Rachel and I did that, the true crime news, and I think it turned out okay. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's a, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, sex sells, right? So. Oh man, does it ever? Yeah. Especially like fucking um, indecent and perverted sex. Well, yeah, not that you Always. know anything about that. You know. Oh no, I know nothing about that. <laughs> I'm a virgin. <laughs> you had your hymen reinstalled, right? Yeah, yeah. I had it reinstalled and 
It's been reinstalled a few times. We'll just say that. <laughs> this is this is a joke, everybody. She never had one. So no, <laughs> I was born I was born a hussy. <laughs> yeah. it's, that was left over from her previous life. It just never. Yeah, it was just like it just never grew in because I was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, let's leave on that note. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a great night. All right, you two, and goodbye, podcast listeners. (laughs) Bye-bye. Ma.